Gato Del Vecchio. So good to have you with us today. Man, it is, God is moving. You feel his presence in this place. It is so amazing. I want, I've got a couple of announcements I need to get out. Um, uh, so while you're here, um, you know, in the beginning, um, if you've looked and we, we run that uh, slide that says, get our app. You go to try to get our app. It says, gone fishing. You cannot get our app on that, I don't believe. And so we've had some issues with how it gets published and what's going up there and all that. Ron and I are going to figure all of that out, so we'll have that fixed, whether I don't know that we're going to do what we've done with the same company. Uh, so we'll do something, but, we'll do, but here's the thing. Whether that app gets up there or not, app is just a cool thing, but it's not necessary. You can do everything the app has on the website. I mean, for real. So you go to the website, truelifemarion.com. You can donate there. You can get all the messages there. The app is just, it's just cool. You know, it's, hey, I've got my own app. <laughs> That's right. But uh, so right now, just, just go to the website, do all that. Don't, well, I was going to give, but the app doesn't work. So that's God's way of telling me. No, that's not the way that works. Just go to the website. If God wants you to do anything, just go to the website and find all of that there. Also, if you're watching us live, say hi to our online crowd. And yes, amen. We got people watching us from Texas and Michigan and Florida and all that. Well, I don't know if Michigan, hopefully, you know. But anyway, I know a couple states are tuning in. So God bless you. Welcome. If you watch us on Facebook, really, because I, I'm pretty transparent i just say what i mean and mean what i say and facebook shuts me down every week if you're watching now you pro we probably got muted uh, so uh, just go to the website that's why we did that you can go to the website they can't shut you down so you can watch in entirety live as it happens at 10 30 i gave out several cards this last couple weeks and hopefully those folks are watching as well so go to truelifemarion.com if you've been a facebook i'm not saying don't get on facebook that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying if you get tired of hey we got muted hey we got blocked we have license to, to do the songs we do they still block us and say you can't do that song we're like we have a copyright license to do that. that's why you see the numbers at the bottom we still get we have to then we have to dispute it and all of that just go to the website you know, then it gets recorded, and it's going to be on YouTube as well. So just make it easy if you want to watch it live as it's happening. You can go to truelifemarion.com, and you can just cut out the middleman. Because if that frustrates you every week, we don't want you frustrated. And I, here's the other thing. You know what you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Well, I had to do something better than what I did last week. That last one bombed. So... I want to talk to you this morning. Oh, oh, I got some other announcements. Oh, man, this is exciting. Because the Lord was moving here. He spoke to me very clearly. I'm sitting right there, and this is what he said. I've never done this before. Never done it before. Have I told you? I've never done it before. In October, we're going to have at least two. I don't know how it works. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know. Because I've never. Right. But we're going to do a two weeks of something, and we're going to call it at the movies. And we're going to have our popcorn machine out here, and we're going to have movie candy. And you'll be able to come to the movies, and it's not going to, we won't, I promise, I will not water down a message. It'll still be whatever the Lord says, but I've never done it before. But I felt like he said, you're going to do two of those, you're going to do them in October. 
I'm like, okay, I'll do two of those. And something else, this is kind of cool. If you're a youth, you're a teen, you're my people. Let my people go. The first Monday in September is September 5th. Meet me at Sonic at 7 o'clock. Parents, you can come as well. We're going to figure out how we're going to kick off some of this 180 stuff. Figure it out together. We're going to do it. We're going to have fun. You want to eat, you might want to bring money for that. But, uh, you know, if the weather's great, if it's inclement weather and it's not, then we'll, I'll let you know. Uh, we'll change the location or, you know, we'll figure it out. Maybe it'll be steak and shake inside. But I, I, I don't know. I just like the idea of being outside. It's kind of cool. It's, you know, we'll go to Sonic. We'll get some onion rings. We can talk a lot over onion rings. Figure out a lot of world's problems with milkshakes and onion rings. Jesus would eat those, right? We are going places. Amen? God's going to do stuff. He's going to bust this place wide open. I don't even know what movies we're going to talk about it at the movies because you know why? I've never, there you go, but it'll be fun, and uh, I don't know how much of that happens. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be here. I'll be up there in between whatever is going on up there, I think, but I've never done that before, so it'll be something new, and it'll be an idea maybe that you could use as an evangelism tool. You could invite someone. The message will still be plain. It'll be right what the gospel says. I'm not going to water that down at all, but they'll be able to come and hear about Jesus and, and eat popcorn. And get, you know, some, what are those little mints that you get in a box, little, yeah, whatever, junior mints, yes, yeah, you know, something like that, molded milk balls, whatever, whatever, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you one more time, I'm going to say this section right here, because Sean and my people are over here. Are you ready? Yeah, he's ready, look at him, here's, yes, I'm, I'm ready. All right, this section here, are you ready? Tad, you're going to have to carry the weight of all this. You and Glenn and Ashley, are you ready? Yes, see that? He's so good. Tad, you're so good. I want to talk about fear. I want to talk about, because we all have to deal with it. What's amazing is the Lord was using Sandy, and she was talking. Then he was saying stuff like, don't be afraid, and, and, and confront these things. Of course, Mal, I gave the notes to the media team, so you know we try to gear things on some of those, what I'm speaking on, so that we get our spirits ready. Somebody say amen. amen. But God is already working. I didn't talk to Sandy. She didn't know any of that. Oh, neither did Mal. There you have it. So, okay. So I want to talk about fear. We're going to do that for the next couple, three weeks. We're going to do that. Plus, you know, I'm excited now. i got to find out how to get ready for something I've never done. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But do you know, fear is something that as, as just people, we all face that. There's some people that you know and maybe I know that are almost afraid 24-7. They live in fear. They wake up in fear. They go to bed afraid. They dream. And they have nightmares. And there's people that, you know, from different things. And I get that. You know, studies show that when we were just babies, we have a couple fears. Here's a fear of falling. Nobody likes to fall. Even a baby, they don't want to fall. And this one, loud noises. Babies don't like you to come up and go, hey! Because they go, ah! When we were little, we all had different things we were afraid of. Maybe there's some things that you're afraid of. I don't know. 
Uh, but really, if we think about fears, there's a lot of irrational things. We make up things that we can be afraid of. They're not, they're not founded on good reasoning. We just, it doesn't feel right, so we are afraid. All of us, from one time or another, we face fear. Let's just be honest. We've, we've faced fear. We've had to look at that. And here are some of the most common. I'm just, just letting you know. Fear of loss. Somebody or something that you have that's close to you, you don't want to lose that. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's items that you grew up with that mean something. You go into my office, there's, I've got a lot of toys on my shelf in there. And sometimes people are like, it just looks like a kid's room. You can say whatever you want, but my kids gave those to me. So they mean something to me. That's why they're there. They gave me a Mr. Incredible doll. I think that's cool that my kids think that. So I put that up there. It inspires me because I want them to always feel that way. Secondly, maybe it's just a fear of falling. Anybody ever dream where you're falling and then wake up when you hit the ground? <laughs> or maybe you don't hit the ground, I don't know, but just fear of, of falling. Or let, let me even change that from falling to failing. How about that? I'm just, a, I don't want to fail. I, I don't, I want to win. Everybody wants to win. But there's that fear of failing. We, we're afraid we won't. We won't be successful if I try this. What if it doesn't work? So then we sit back because we're afraid we don't do anything. So we, we put that in place. Maybe you're saying, I'd like to do more at the church, but what if nobody shows up? What if nobody comes? What if? What if? How about fear of rejection? And all of these can domino, can't they? They can all kind of play off each other. There's, that happens a lot. Especially, we, you know, even... Before internet and all that, when I was in school, you know, when we did stuff with stones and tablets. <laughs> That's a joke for you out there. We didn't really use stones and tablets. But um, anyway, w there was always a fear of not fitting in. There was always, it seems as long as I can remember, there were cliques. Anybody ever experienced that? There are the jocks. There's the nerds. There's the, the geeks. There's the, these kind of people. There's this kind of people. And to this day, there's still cliques. And sometimes it's not meaning they're not, I don't think people intentionally, some probably do, intentionally want to leave others out. But it's, you know, you, you tend to gravitate towards the people that you have things in common with. If somebody doesn't like sports and you do, you tend to hang out with people that like what you like. You know, if you're, you're smart and you like football, you, you don't hang out with people that like the Steelers. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> Sorry, Margie. <laughs> By the way, awesome job in your craft event. I heard nothing but great reports. That was awesome. There was like 16 ladies showed up here yesterday and just had a wonderful time. Anyway, what I'm saying is there's that fear of the pressure. And I got some, some teens here, some youth. If you, if you go to school uh, and you're not homeschooled, or what kind of clothes? Well, do you have the right shoes? Do you have what's in? You don't want to... You know, you don't want to be in a certain grade and wear a duck t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of, you gotta, it's got to be cool. So there's that fear of rejection. If you're an adult, I want to raise, but I'm afraid if I ask for one, they'll get mad and turn me down. And then what if I get cut? Now, back when I was in school, they did that. They, I don't know if they do that anymore. They, you know, everybody's a winner. They don't even keep score in some sports. How many knows life's not like that? Well, I would be a ref at some of these sports things in a football game, and they're like, we don't, we don't keep score. 
I can guarantee you all the parents, all the kids were keeping score. You can turn around and ask, hey, Joey, what's the score? We're ahead 21 to 7. We, we don't keep score. Yeah, somebody is. Somebody is. Because life is like that. We, we tend to log things. Some of us, we just have that people-pleasing mindset. So that would be like a fear of man. What if man doesn't like me? You take my job. I can't make everybody happy. He didn't preach what I liked. How about Mallory? She didn't sing the song I liked. I can't, I can't make everybody happy. I have to make him happy. I want to do what he wants me to do, and then I just let the chips fall where they go. Am I perfect? No. I think Mal does a great job, though. She, she asks the Lord, seeks the Lord. Don't you love our worship? But we all like people to like us. We want people to like our clothes, our hair, our car, how we act, what we like. And there are people out there that accept rejection before they even get rejected. So they already figure, they go into that, well, they'll probably won't like me. And they can say, I told you so. I knew they wouldn't like me. And they'll go in with a chip on their shoulder or a slant because there is a fear there. You see, that stuff's not based on truth. Most of what we walk through in this life, if it's man, it's not based on the word. The word is so true, it never strays. It is so easy and plain, it's so black and white. We make it gray. There's the fear of the unknown. What if I get sick? What if some disease what if I, and, and we have, you know, people do that. Well, I'm going to, what if I get what the, this hat or, do, you know. I just talked to somebody. We were at the Clippers game last night. And that was fun. It rained and then it quit. And then it rained a little bit after. But it, it still had a great time. Somebody that Justin knows um, and the guy that was with Justin that was with us and another guy that Justin knows and was with us and, you know. And uh, But we were all getting along. Maddie was with us, and I was having a lot of fun teasing Maddie. It was a lot of fun teasing Maddie. She gives it right back to me, though, so that was fun. My dad would have loved that with Maddie because he loves teasing Maddie. So anyway, this lady comes up, and it's one of their friends, and she said, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I tested positive for COVID, and you'd like to think. And she said, people, when I told them that, now I, I have no signs I'm negative now, but they're like, right away, they, jump, they just jump away. Because there, there's the fear. How did you get it? You could be contagious. You realize how many times you could be in a store and you don't know who anybody is. If they ever got tested, could be tested, never tested, didn't have shots, had shots. Who, you know? I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't base my life off of fear of what man did or didn't do. Somebody in this place better base their life off of God and his word. And he does keep me safe according to his word. And that's what I'm going to believe. There are people that will stay in a bad, abusive situation because they don't want to step out into the unknown because at least they know if they're being abused, at least they know it's coming. And you might say, that's sick. It is. But that's a the truth there because they're afraid of the unknown. How about this? Some people say, life is good. But because it's good, something bad's going to happen. So I'm just waiting on the other shoe to drop kind of life is that 
I love the fact that our saying that the Lord gave us is live life on purpose. I want to live my life on purpose. I want to do things that God has ordained, that God has directed my steps. I can purposefully step into things that he put me in because I don't have to be afraid. I say I don't have to be afraid if God put me there. I don't want you to go through life paralyzed in fear. So let me ask some questions. Or let's just ask this question. And this would be, this is, this would be Pastor Kim's question. She doesn't care what anybody else said. She wants to know what God said. She would tell me that. She'd say, if I've ever been battling something, she'll tell me. What did God say? That's all she cares about. There can be... There can be, I mean, let's think about that for just a second, can we? How about Jesus? Don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. The Bible says that Jesus said, remember what we said. And they went back to her room. And he, the Bible says there are people there that were wailing, you know, and upset. And then he said, she's not dead. She's what? Asleep. And they went, And the Bible says that he put them out. There's something right there. Who do you have around you that you can say, what did God say? And they said, yes, that's what I want. Because if they're not saying what God said, put them out. You don't have to be rude. It doesn't mean you can't fellowship with them. It doesn't mean you, but when it comes to whatever you're believing you better hang on to what God says. You don't have to be afraid. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a self-discipline. Your Bible might say sound mind. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say it long, and I'm going to say it loud. Fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. God didn't give it to you, but so many people get consumed with it. It is from the enemy. We're worried about this. We're anxious about this. We're overwhelmed. I'm not telling you that I don't have the same battle. There are times I feel overwhelmed. There are times I've been worried. There are I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm talking to me. But he says he gave us power, love, and a sound mind because fear is not from him. So we, you and I, if we're believers, need to stop living in fear. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, it's on. That's it. Work your neck. Snap that. It's on. You online, do it right where you're at. It's on. I'm working on it, Antonio. I can't get the neck snap real good, but I'm, I'm trying to get my groove in there, my brother. His power, his word, his spirit. And I want us to be able to be like, I want to be bold in the Lord. I want to be able to pray for people wherever they are. I pray for people. We got to pass at Cedar Point. I'll pray for people. I'll go up to people and pray for them. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Whatever he says. Did you know that fear is perverted faith? It's faith, but it's in the wrong direction. Faith will work if it's put in the right direction. Guess what? Faith will work if it's put in the wrong direction. You can have fear and put it to work and have faith in fear and it'll work for you. But I don't think you really want that. You see, what happens is what we do is we put 
We put our heart and our life in the what ifs. What if? Moses did it. In Exodus 4.1, he played what if. That's almost like one of those game shows. And now Moses will play what if. He protested, well, what if they don't believe me? What if these people don't believe me? What if they just don't believe I'm telling the truth? And he also says, what if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Just because you say it doesn't make it so. Don't we do that? What if I lose my job? What if gas prices go up? What if the economy drops? What if I get sick? What if my kids get hurt? What if we get into a wreck? What if I marry a jerk? you got to help yourself with that one, but, you know. What if we can't have kids? What if we have ten kids? What if they use real chicken and chicken McNuggets? You know, important stuff like that. The list could go on and on. But fear is placing our faith in what ifs. What if? It's not stable. Hebrews says that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means my God is steady. He's steady Eddie. He's constant. There is no turning in him. No change in him. I can go to God every time, 24-7. I don't get a busy signal. I don't get voicemail. I just get the Holy Ghost, and he's there, and he's ready, and he's willing, and he's able, and he's already done it. So I'm going to give you four thoughts that could change your life. I'm kind of wound, and I haven't really had anything but a couple cups of coffee. Here's our first one. What you fear reveals what you value most. What you fear reveals what you value most. Sometimes it's just in stages. We jump from rock to rock. I'm now I'm I've now I break this. I'm not saying for me, but I'm I'll break it for you too. But we'll fear this. Oh, I fear this. I, I'm afraid of this. And then that gets solved. Now I'm afraid of this. Do you ever feel that way? You just kind of move from this place to that. But what it, it's showing you what you put value in. Now there's nothing wrong with having value in people and, and really in some things that mean something to you. The Bible says where your treasure lies, your heart lies also. You need to understand that heart always follows your treasure. We quote it wrong a lot of times. We'll quote it where, where your heart lies, your treasure. Where your treasure, your heart. But the Bible says it's where your treasure lies, your heart lies. So what you treasure, that's what you're... Look at him. If, if, if it's a man, let's say he bought himself a brand new boat. He'll be out or a car, maybe a Torino, Starsky and Hutch. Now, that's my, I'm, I will have another one one day. That's my, it'd be my, it'd be a treasure for me. And my heart would be attached to that. But if that attachment is more than my attachment to him, it becomes an idol. That's what we have to be watching. So that's why we have to understand the sequence of that. What we fear, we put more value in. If you're afraid somebody's going to steal your stuff, you value your stuff a lot. I get it. If you're afraid about losing your job or, or money, you value financial security. I understand. 
it's not necessarily bad, but it just reveals some of your values. I'm just wanting to make sure they're in line. You understand? I want them to be in the right order. Secondly, what you fear reveals where you trust God the least. What you fear, what you value the most. Secondly, what you fear reveals you're not really trusting him to take care of that, are we? Guilty. Guilty. I mean, I got stuff, you know, I have bills just like you do. Got them at our house. I'd like to think they don't come, to, but they do. I not only have the bills there, I get to look at the bills here. And I have to trust God. I'm just being as transparent as I can. I have to trust him. Because what I, it tells me I need to trust him more. I have work yet to be done in me. Does that make sense? You see, if you're saying, I'm, I'm concerned about my marriage, I get it. It shows what you value the most, but it all shows, also shows that maybe you're not trusting God enough to fix what needs to be fixed. If you are afraid nobody will like you, you value acceptance. But are you really trusting God for his favor? How about your kids? You're trusting God to take care of them? Protect them. What we say a lot of times by our actions is this. God, I don't think you're good enough or big enough to do this, so I'm going to help you. How many knows we like to seem to help God? So I'm going to help you, God. I'm going to help you with worry and fear. I'm going to show you how to do it. That really never does any good. Because God doesn't have fear in him. He doesn't have worry in him. He is complete. We are saying the creator of the universe isn't capable to take care of whatever we're worried about. And again, talking to myself. Brett, I'm afraid to tithe. Trust God with my finances. I'm afraid. I understand. So you're, you value stability. Who doesn't? But you're also saying, I don't think God can do it. I'm not believing his word enough to do it. I don't think he'll provide. My actions are saying what my words are not. Does that make sense? Because actions, don't they really speak louder than words? What I fear reveals where I trust God the least. Now, there's been times in, in our life, in our ministry, where our kids were, obviously, they were smaller we were laughing yesterday because I usually use Mal as an example. And I say, you know, when Mal was knee high to a grasshopper, Justin said he wants to shout out, still the same height. <laughs> I said, she's just same size as her mother. I got a leg that weighs what Pastor Kim weighs, okay? I'm saying they're just tiny. <clears throat> but when the kids were little, you know, we, we were just doing ministry. And, and we, <laughs> I remember needing we needed $500, not for us personally. I don't know if it was for us or it was for the church. I, I, that I don't remember. I th okay, she says she thinks it was for us. But we need, you know, we were just, we had given everything we had and put it in ministry, and we've done that many times here for this church. And, and the, you know, the kids were, they could tell there was a weight on my shoulders. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, God. 
But my actions were saying, I trust you. Are you following me? I'm not saying I was happy. And, I'm, I'm, and I probably should have been, but I wasn't. You know what I mean? There's giving, and then there's sometimes painful giving. We have experienced painful giving, where we've like, oh, sweet. I sold this car, and it was like, you know, close to 10. I don't know. It might have been 10 grand. I don't remember. And God said, give it all. What? And we would just painfully, okay, it's not my money. You do it. And he would miraculously do amazing things. So anyway, we pulled all the kids around. I remember getting down on my one, just one knee. Mallory, same height. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and all the kids, I had Sam and Zach and Mal. Maddie would have been there too, wouldn't she? Yeah, so had them all there. And we said, this is what we're believing. Mommy and Daddy, we we're believing. We gave into the kingdom, and we need $500. And the, and the kids would be, you know, kids are just, aren't, kids are amazing, aren't they? Because they'll just ask you stuff. Totally pure. Why do I need $500, Daddy? <laughs> so you can eat, son. No. But, I mean, you know, we just need it. I can't remember. It was for bills or something. And they said 500 And I said, because when whatever, we need that money to come in because the original amount that we needed was 450 Now, I want you to follow me. And they said, well, how come if we need, why do we need 500 if we need 450? And I said, because when 500 comes in, we're going to tithe off that. What does that leave? 450. They were like, they don't understand that. And I'm not trying to explain it to them. They were just like, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. They just trusted me. Okay. They look at me and they go, that's dad. They look at her. That's mom. Dad says, mom says, I'm good with that. And, you know, so we prayed and it was not like we don't talk in King James. Oh, Father God in heaven, thou art there and hither thy yawn come. We don't do any of that. God, we're just believing. My kids and I, we're believing that you always, always come through. And we sowed that seed. Now, this is this is what was amazing. I had to, to, I don't know if it was that same day, same day. I go to leave. There is an envelope taped to the door that says, man of God. I pull the envelope, $500 in it. $500 cash, five $100 bills. I am like, shut the front door. This is awesome. First thing I did. Kim, gather all the kids. The kids came over. I fanned that money out like I was James Bond in casino. The kids are like, wow, where was that at? I said, it was on the door, taped to an envelope. It was in this envelope. Sam goes, cool. And I said, do you see what God did? And then the kids remember, well, $50 is going to go back to God. So I said, what is that? I don't know. So Mal probably told him, <laughs> 450 bucks. But that's what I'm saying. We had to trust God. That envelope wasn't, it's easy if I would have saw the envelope and said, okay, let's gather the kids. Let's believe God for this. And we would have known it was there. We didn't know. I don't, to this day, don't know who gave it. Don't, it could have been there all night. I don't know. But I do know this. My father took care of me. My father in heaven took care of me. 
actions speak louder than words. So I want you to fill in the blank. I'm not trusting God with what is that? Is it your finances? Well, I want to tithe, but I give a little bit here. I, I give a little bit there. I'm telling you, I, this isn't a plea for money. This is just saying you can't outgive God. I'm just telling you, you want to see things like this happen? You got to start believing Him. Trust Him with your children, your future, your marriage, your money, your health, your parents, your college, your pets, your friends. Trust Him. Here's our third thought. Now, we talked about revealing what, what we have, what we're concerned about, what we have more value in, and what we are not believing God to take care of. So, what do we do? We got to cast. Here's the third one. Cast the fear to God because he didn't give it to you, so you don't need to keep it. Get rid of it. Acknowledge your fear and trust God. I'm just saying, you can be real. God, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I laid on an emergency room table, and I'm thinking, I'm dying. That's what was going through my mind. And they let her in. And I, I had tears running down my, my face. And I said, you tell the kids I love them. She, she went right into, you know, she just looked death in the face and said, you will not take my husband. And she began to speak in tongues and pray and all that in the ER. She didn't care who was there. And I'm here today. And God just did an amazing thing. Cast the fear to God. So it's not saying it's not there. You can be real. If it's there, you just tell it where to go. You finally get to tell something where to go. Man, we've been waiting on stuff like that. Let me tell you where to go, fear. Remember, it's on. So you can say things like this because my wife is real mindful of words. And how they come out. I'm not really so good sometimes with how they come out. And I, I might mean well, but I don't say them well sometimes. But you can say, instead of putting it in the present, you, can, you, know, you might say this, oh, I'm dealing with And you may be dealing with it, but she would say, break it in the past. She'll, she'll put it in the past because did Jesus not already die for it? Is it not already done? Then we put it in the past and we, we keep it there and we just let God take care of it. So put it in the past, repent from it and cast it to the Lord. And you might be dealing with it. Now, I don't think it's wrong to say, Father, I'm dealing with this, but today it's past. I think you can say something like that. You didn't give it to me, God, so I'm casting it to you. You can put it wherever you want. He'll take care of it. I'm not telling you to lock yourself in a room, go in the closet. My sister used to hate, she's here where she, she's sitting. She used to hate, I got to croup when I was a kid in the past. And so I would bark like a seal. Or, 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 you know. And, and then if I did it enough, I'd end up getting sick. And my sister hated hearing anybody get sick she'd go in her closet stick her fingers in her ear la 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 i can't hear you la 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 <laughs> that's not what i'm asking you to do 
What I'm telling you is it's okay to face your fear because you have somebody that's with you. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You can take what the enemy gives, not literally, because God's not going to let you keep it. Because who you have, come on, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I don't have to take the fear. God didn't give it to me. God can tell it where to go, and I have the authority to do that for him. Trust God to do the rest. You do what you can do. Trust God for the rest. What you feed grows. What you starve dies. If you're afraid, don't feed it. I have, I have nightmares. I, I don't like. I dream of, 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 of all kinds of scary movies. What do you watch? Scary movies. I could have had a V8. Quit watching scary movies. Start feeding yourself with good things and break and bind those, those things and those images and cast them to God. Did you know that Saul wanted David dead? He wanted him dead. And he was being hunted. This is what Psalm 56, 2 and 4, I'm constantly hounded by those who slander me, and many are boldly attacking me, but when I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. I praise God for what he's promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Well, if they caught him, they could torture him, kill him, put him in prison. They could do a lot of things. But David went from thinking, listen to me, he went from thinking life in the temporary to life in the eternal. He's saying that my ultimate trust is God. God will deliver me. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? God will deliver me. How about David? God will deliver me. How about Noah? God makes a way. I mean, how about Moses? Put the staff in the Red Sea parts. God will make a way. How about Jericho and Joshua? God will bring the walls down. I'm telling you, you put your trust in God. You do what you can do. God will do the rest. Put all my faith in God, all of me, all of who I am, holding nothing back. Because this is what happens. You can't kill a dead man. If you've already died to self for Jesus, then what can man do to you? My worst what if pales in comparison to the goodness of God. Take whatever you're afraid of and choose to trust God. I mean, there was always a first time when we had to give or do whatever we were doing we had to trust i had to put our actions with it you know the further if i go away from god the more scared i could get the closer i am the less i'm afraid the closer i am to god the less i'm afraid here's our last one for today we we not only we cast we must seek god because let your faith conquer your fears. Let your faith conquer your fears. So you have to seek him. Seek him in his word, in prayer. Have other people praying for you that are like-minded. Increase your time with him if that's what you need. Because feed it so that with him will grow. Saturate yourself in the things that you need. Revelation says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What are you facing? What are you afraid of? Find the scripture that meets that fear head on. 
get in the word of God and then quote that scripture. I have stuff that I quote for whatever people that are close to me or dear to me or, or my kids or myself or my wife or the ministry or whatever. I have declarations I say almost every day. And I have to, those grow because sometimes something happens. I just put another one in that Jeremiah says, I love this. He says, is there nothing? God says, is there nothing too hard for me? Nothing. Nothing is too hard for God. Psalm 34, 4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Listen to this. He freed me from all my fears. I prayed to the Lord. I prayed to the Lord. I prayed to the Lord. I didn't pray to the government. I didn't pray to anything else. I prayed to God Almighty. And he heard me. And he answered me. Ba-bam! That's almost like Superman. Bum, 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 That's what that is. He answered me and delivered me from all, from all, from all my fears. Not some, but all. Help me somebody. If you feel like you're just, fear's trying to overtake you. Maybe in the middle of the day or the night. Maybe you just feel a wave of it. I know sometimes fear has tried to come on Pastor Kim or myself and wake you up in the middle of the night and you just wake up almost like, <gasps> you cry out to the Lord and he hears you. Close your eyes and see that he's still on the throne. The devil can't knock him off the throne. Nobody can get God off the throne. He's still there. He is all you need. He supplies everything. Colossians says, I'm complete in him. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head, not the tail. He'll supply everything. He'll protect me. I focus. My mind is set. And I focus on him. And then he comes between me and that fear. I'm just about finished. There's a story of a man. Now listen to me, and I'm, I'm going to close this up. That he was, he was so afraid, he was paralyzed. In other words, have you ever been so afraid you can't move? Have you ever had a dream where you wanted to shout out the name of Jesus, and you go, no, no, you, I mean, you, it doesn't even sound as good as Forrest Gump. You're just having a hard time. And, but you're so scared. So in this dream, he said, the enemy was coming at him, and he was so afraid. He was backing up, and he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. He, he was trying to talk, and he couldn't do anything. And Jesus came up, and he said, and Jesus stepped between him and fear, and he thought, yes. And Jesus started backing up. And this guy started saying, Jesus, don't, don't back up. Jesus, just you go, you go forward. And Jesus took a step back. And he said, no, 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 don't back up. You go forward. And he took another step. And the next step, it's like he stepped inside this guy's foot. And he stepped inside this guy's foot. And he put his hand inside his hand. And his hand in this hand. And the guy finally got it. Jesus said, I am with you. You do it. And now he's able to go, oh, it's on. That's my prayer for you today. My prayer today is for you to say, with God, all things are possible for him that believes. Fear is not going to come on me. I won't allow it because Jesus didn't give it to me. It's not from God. I'm going to get the what ifs out of my life. Remember what you fear reveals what you value most. 
what you fear is where you trust God the least. So what are you going to do? You're going to cast it. And you're going to seek the Lord. Revelation says you get a word. And you're going to get a word. And you're going to say, it is written. You deal. You chew on this, Satan. It is written. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You need to trust him. 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 You need to start saying, God, you know what? You've got this. I just need to depend on you. That's what I need. You want to see him come through? You've got to do the work. You've got to put your actions with your mouth, with your faith. Remember, faith invested in the right place grows. Faith invested in the wrong place grows. Invested in the right place. God, what do you need? What, what can I do? What am I afraid of? I don't want to be afraid anymore. Today is a great day for you. Freedom today. Bow your heads, close your eyes. <laughs> Father, with every head bowed, every eye closed, today is the day that we are kicking fear out. We are already drawing the line. With every head bowed, every eye closed, and those that are watching online, if you're saying right now, PB, that's me. I'm tired of being afraid. Today I want to, to give it all to God. I want to cast it on him. I'm going to begin to seek him like I've never sought him before. I'm going to finally sleep good tonight. I'm going to have peace tonight because I have authority in Christ. If that's you, put your hand up and put it right back down. Yes, 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 yes. All over this place, it's happening right now. Fear in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I bind you by the power, by the authority of Almighty God. Let the blood of Jesus rebuke you. God, set your people free. Your word says if they call on you, you answer them and you free them. I pronounce freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. Freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Tell God you love him.